What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Political Panda program. So happy you all could join me for another due day. Uh, of course, yet another Trump indictment. Yay, we'll go into the details of that whole fiasco. Yay, another one. <laughs> so shocking. Sam Bankman freed uh, some good news in that area. We'll uh, bring you an update from Montana. We'll talk about one of my favorite cities in all of the U.S. and some news updates from there because it's just so exhilarating. Uh, we'll talk about Germany and uh, we'll, of course, have a final cultural moment where uh, I think we'll uh, learn that we might need more of something. Of course, if you're new here to the show and you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button following down below on Twitter, True Social. Of course, down there in the description as well is... At the very top of the description is a link to a full-on charity, and the only charity that I trust actually support people out in Maui during the actual wildfires that have taken place and the absolute scheme that is happening to the people there in Maui of their actual property and land. So if you'd like to support to help those people out, top link in the description, like all the other articles that we feature here on the show. So jumping right in today, so Janet Yellen was on with CNN, and she was, you know, given some claims about the economy and where Americans see it, and uh, she, of course, like the most arrogant jackass to not sound like arrogant jackasses, says some dumb shit. Let's roll it. 75% of Americans believe the economy is in poor condition, and maybe that's because, again, even though inflation rates have come down, they are still paying more. Uh, Sixty-three percent of people in this poll disapprove of how President Biden is handling the economy. What do you say, Secretary Yellen, to the clear majority of Americans who simply do not believe that the administration is helping them? Well, you know, Americans know best, I think, about their own personal finances. And it is important to recognize that when they're asked how are they personally doing, over 70 percent of Americans um, say that they're very comfortable with their financial situation. So they seem to perceive the economy uh, as a whole as doing less well than they are personally. But most Americans feel good about their own economic situation. That's right. So most Americans, th th this doesn't make any sense. If you, if you think about it, it does not make any sense. Okay. CNN. Hey, so like 70% of Americans say the economy is in a bad place. Yeah, but like 70% of Americans also feel great about where they are personally financially. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up. That's that's like two positives of a magnet trying to connect. It's you're trying, but it's just forcing each other away from it. It's like that doesn't add up. That doesn't work. That does that wouldn't make any sense, huh? Yes, yeah. the the economy and that like uh, the main economy, most people feel is in a bad place. But people personally, their personal finances and everything, no, perfectly normal. Uh, if you've if you've been over on Twitter and you, you've you follow different people, especially, <laughs> there's been some really concerning stuff coming out about the economy, and I knew that this was going to happen, and I. Don't mean to say I told you so, but I I, I kind of told you so. So, uh, a a little while back, and uh, or one of the new things coming out now 
is the simple fact that <laughs> the that when the actual student loan payments start back up next month now there is <laughs> there is actually it is a disaster area. According to some, they're going to have to choose between buying groceries and paying back their student loans. Uh, first of all, congrats. Uh, I, I guess congrats is all I've got to say to you. Clearly. Cl clearly just congrats uh, on being in that kind of a situation. Truly. Tr truly truly a, a weird situation to, to be in. I, I must... I, I I must admit, but uh, yeah. So I'm I am ready for the absolute, just complete and utter just stop of like most of the economy. Uh, truly, am ready to just see this thing come to an absolute halt. So uh, of course, when uh. When that happens, uh, I, I will be completely ready to just see the utter halt of just everything. Well, moving into the big stuff of the day, Trump, yes, indicted once again. Who is shocked? I mean, literally, it, it is actually like, it, it's, it's so obvious how easy this shit is for them. It, it, it's so obvious because every goddamn time it is immediately... Okay, something happened with Hunter Biden. Okay, indict Trump next day. Oh, something happened here. Do this next day. Oh, you know, person sends this thing over to the Justice Department to arrest this person. Immediately, building burns down. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. There's too many, too many different things of someone puts in thing, uh, like something else happens. Immediately next day, this happens. It, it, it is, it's impressive how how quickly these people move. And in this case, it definitely seems much more planned than even some of the other ones. Just, just do the facts. So this one, of course, is the Georgia case. And listen, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I I'm gonna be honest. If, if uh, what's her fucking face, the fucking person who wouldn't accept that she lost in goddamn Georgia like two times in a row, if, if she who can go on four-plus-minute compilations at this point, denying and saying that she is the, the like, rightful governor of, of Georgia, then there's no reason to charge Trump in this stuff. I'm sorry. Like, no one cares. I, most people in America have moved on. Like, I, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this. I would, t I would, I would go on a full-on limb of a tree branch that's literally cracking and, and say to everyone— most people don't care about the 2020 election anymore. And people be like, yeah, no, like, I'm I'm not focused on that anymore. Like, that, that's the past of, like, that's a past election I'm not worried about anymore. Like, everyone else is just like, nah, I think I'm going to just keep looking to, like, next year when, like, an election that actually matters because people can, like, vote in that one. Like, people can't vote in the 2020 election. You can't, you can't do it anymore. It's past. No one cares. Listen, if we're not going to charge other people with denying elections and fucking doing shit like this, it's not going to matter. But at this point, the the full-on writing is just on the wall in bloody red. They don't want Trump anywhere. They, they, they find Trump to be the epitome of whatever. And I'm not going to sit here and full-on defend Trump. Trump did some stupid shit with the classified documents case. 
there's probably some stupid shit in here. Trump is not always the wisest guy in the room. No one has ever said that. So the fact that this case comes once again is not is not shocking. It's not. Of course, he's not the only person. There's a whole bunch of stuff from like the Trump campaign that are all being indicted on it. But let's just be honest. It's 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 not. No one no one exactly cares that much because it's it. You know, if fucking Hillary Clinton didn't get charged for her classified documents mishap, no one cares anymore. No one cares. This was the president set, but I guess it's gone now. I, I guess, you know, we are a true banana republic, and every single time we just spend the entirety of the administration not really fixing America's problems, but just completely going down and cracking down on your entire political enemies. I, I guess that's what we do now. And just to show you how... How just absolutely bullshit this fucking indictment is. So the actual DA uh, in this in this case, Fannie Willis of Fulton County, they they posted the they posted the indictment to like their own their own like website or whatever before the grand jury even voted, indicting Trump on all these charges, basically the exact same fucking charges yesterday before they even voted. They knew that the jury was already going to indict Trump anyway, and they just did it. They just did it. They they already they already put all the charges right there up online. They quickly took them down, but of course everybody immediately like people are watching because they were waiting and they kinda knew it was coming. And nope, they then deleted it and then they posted it today. So cool. So yeah, there there's no no witch hunting going on. It's it's not a witch hunt, guys. It, it's not a witch hunt if we post before even people have voted. Before they could have voted no, and they literally posted what they're gonna indict Trump and all these other people on already. Yeah, yeah no, nothing, nothing strange. Nothing is going on here that is in any way corrupt. That sounds completely normal. You know, just completely, completely normal stuff. Well, our our justice system may be utterly broken. I I, I mean. Truly, it, it must be because, you know, I have two cases for you. One where truly it is a good sign that at least in some ways our our justice system at least has some balls. Uh, and then another one where it's just silly. So Sam Bankman-Fried has been charged with using over $100 million in customer funds to donate to Democrats in the last election. And or just in Democrat campaigns to begin with. But so and he's also now actually going to jail. The judge threw out the whole plea deal because he fully tampered with a witness. And so now he is going to jail for it. So, you know, in some ways. In in some ways. We can at least. We can at least say. That at least someone who deserved to go to jail did in fact go to jail as of now. Uh, I mean, who who knows how long he'll even be in there for, but at this rate, uh, who knows? So, I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah, he's, he, he's going to jail because he violated bail conditions, and so his full-on, like, actual trial is set for October. But, so, yeah, he now, he was on house arrest, but now he's gotta, he's gotta sit in jail all the way until then. So, at, at least he's in jail. For, for the time being, 
knowing the fact that it's in New York, I'm gonna most definitely guess he's gonna get plenty away with it, and he'll be a-okay. A-okay, everyone. It's it's gonna be fine. It's fine. It's perfectly, perfectly fine. So, uh, other ways of our magical, magical justice, uh, uh, justice system, they're, they're great. They, they're, you know, the justice system is always doing good, good stuff. So, a bunch of young people, uh, of course, we told you about this a while back, we're, of course, putting forth a case, uh, uh for climate change up in Montana, and the judge has now ruled in, fla uh, in, in flavor? Yeah, favor. Sure. So, they, uh, of course, have won their case. They won their landmark uh, lawsuit on Monday in which the state's failure to consider climate change when improving fossil fuel projects was unconstitutional. It's, it's not. It's not how that works. The decision uh, coming during a summer of record heat. Yes, it, it's, it's really hot outside. It's, it's called the summer for a reason. But yet somehow in the southern hemisphere, it's really fucking cold. You know, certain places that haven't gotten snow, like that much snow in a while, are getting a lot of snow. It's... It's really making sense to me, you know, because it's in winter and it gets fucking cold. And when it's the summer, it gets hot, even though it's actually pretty normal for how hot it's kind of getting. Wow, that's crazy. Or maybe, you know, maybe, you know, we're just having a time when, you know, the world gets really hot. And then we'll be like, oh, look, the, the temperature on the planet just kind of like changes all the time because the weather changes because, you know, the climate of the planet kind of changes Yes. No, no, no shit. So, yes. The ruling means that Montana, a major coal and gas producing state that gets one third of its energy by burning coal, must consider climate change when declaring whether to approve or renew future, uh, future fossil fuel projects. Uh, the Attorney's General Office for Montana said the state would uh, appeal, which would send the case uh, to the state Supreme Court. This ruling is absurd, but not surprising from a judge who let the plaintiff's attorneys put on a week-long taxpayer-funded publicity stunt that's supposed to be a trial, a spokeswoman for the attorney uh, general said in a statement. Montanans can't be blamed for changing the climate. So, yeah, they're fully... fully, uh... fully, you know, of course, um... I'm going to be really honest, in the way that they make this case sound, in which, yes, we need to, we, we need to fully, you know, like, change, like, you have to think about the climate because of the whatever, uh, it's like one of the things in, like, the amendment that they put around, yeah, so the Montana case revolved around language in the state constitution that guarantees residents the right to a clean and healthful environment, First of all, what does that even, you know, like, so does that, so are we now taking that, like, literally in which it means, okay, so the air that you breathe must be the most clean air and, and everything? Is that, I, I guess that's what it means now? And so, yes, I guess it does. I guess it does. For present and future generations. For maintaining, oh, yes, because with the way that these people think, I don't think there's going to be a fucking, you know, future. 
By the way, the, the Montana case brought plaintiffs ranging from ages of 5 to 22. So, you know, fun. So, yes, uh, of course, good luck to Montana in this appeals uh, against snobbery children who, uh, who are uh, clearly not the brightest tools in the shed in which the fact that, yeah, the, the climate is going to change. I don't know why you would want to stop climate change because if the climate didn't ever change the world would still be a flaming ball of just volcanoes and rocks and there would be no tofu or whatever you people eat sticking with uh with climate though so it it appears that a a new peer-reviewed study coming out is that uh is that apparently an actual study that's been out, that's been used and cited over and over and over again, that's now seen as conventional wisdom since 2015 now, is apparently shown as inaccurate and accurate now. It's been repeatedly stated as fact that 8 to 10 million metric tons of plastic are dumped into the oceans every year. However, that just might not be true. The global mass and buoyant marine plastics dominated by large, long-lived debris used in ob observational data from coastlines and ocean surfaces and the deep ocean concluded that the amount of plastic pouring in the ocean every year is about half a, uh, about half a million tons per year. The researchers' abstract said that the recent estimates of the oceanic input of plastic are one to two orders of a magnitude larger than the actual measured floating at sea, at, or at the surface. Though this may still sound like a lot, but widely relied on study overshot the accepted number by a whopping 1,600%. Uh, the new study explains the discrepancy could be due to the overestimation of input estimates processing removing plastic from a surface ocean and fragmentation degradation. So, yeah... So apparently now, we we have now overestimated the amount of debris in the ocean by so much that it's sixteen hundred percent less than that. I mean, here's the real the the real kicker about this whole thing, by the way, as well, is there's all these different like projects that like go out and like clean up the ocean, right? These different like nonprofits that people like fund. They literally got sued by like an island out in the Pacific for 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 taking their their like their property because they were using all of the plastic because like, they'd go and they'd like clean up all these like beaches on islands while this plastic washed up and they did it on this island of people and they sued them because the actual island was like no we we use the plastic like, that's our plastic like that's our trash like we like we use this for for what to seal up their roads to like they use it to build roads because the actual the actual like plastics and everything are actually making the roads better and like last longer. So that's what they're using on their roads. And so now, but the fact that there's even less. First of all, yes, five have have a million t metric tons of plastic still going in the ocean every every year is obviously not great. But keeping in mind the fact that in the past we've thought it to be you know, 8 to 10 to about 7.5 million 
tons of plastic every year is going into the ocean since like 2015 to even before that that's that's a that's a big difference like that that means that it, it is not as bad as it could be the situation actually looks a lot like like a, a lot less bleak than that actual figure has always said so i mean it's good to at least know that at least we're you know finally getting around to updating things only you know just a little while later you know just just a just a little bit only a little bit it's only been about eight years eight years later to to just truly finally and fully update everything so it don't worry guys we, we did it so um it, i'm glad to see that well clearly the oceans don't have as much plastic as even we thought they did well we got to check in with one of my favorite cities you know san francisco it's so great you know it's a city so filled with with crime that uh that it's you know so great that now even san francisco federal employees are being advised to work remotely for the foreseeable future due to the rampant crime near the nancy pelosi federal building so that's always good that's always good they were told to work for uh from home due to the crime crisis in this so that's always good so you know what that just means that that just means that uh even even the government realizes no no, we, we don't want even want you guys to get stabbed, so you guys can just stay at home. So now we can have even more empty uh, empty office space inside of San Francisco. So yes, yes, great work, everyone. Great work, San Francisco, everyone. Uh, tru truly uh, a, a utopia for, for all, all people. Yes, oh, that's great. So uh, it, it's good to see that... You know, the have a plan to truly return to the office is, uh, well, not going to happen due to literal crime stopping them. Also inside of, inside of just San Francisco. So one thing that I just, I don't understand is, so there's a lot of startups of, in San Francisco, obviously, you know, Silicon Valley, a lot of, you know, tech startups. But the one thing that doesn't make sense truly is so there's a lot of robo taxi brands that are using san francisco as a testing bed and well they're having some you know sort of mixed reactions uh, in terms of literally yet yeah, literally the other day they uh they're fully you know being left outside of a lands music festival where they fully were uh, bracing for bad traffic but instead a bunch of robo-taxis completely made the mess worse. It appears that they just, you know, showed that the driverless uh, taxis scattered haphazardly across the traffic. Apparently, the company Cruise self-driving operations had a complete meltdown in uh, North Beach. We were heard on the scanner that all cruise vehicle agents were tied up at the time, and so North Beach was going to get a delayed response. And there's just all of these taxis, robo-taxis, you know, driverless, you know, cars all in the way, causing, you know, traffic issues for all these people who are, you know, just just trying to, you know, leave or, you know, go. And they're just causing all of these issues in traffic, not really moving anywhere, just 
in the way where people can't really drive past them, you know, causing all sorts of problems. You know, just just all 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 sorts of problems. We're just full on full full on, you know, cars are just completely just breaking down. And so, of course, they did actually respond to the actual, like, Twitter posts, like, some of these videos are posted. Uh, of course, link to them is in the article below. Uh, they said, hi, a large festival posed wireless bandwidth constraints, causing delayed connectivity to our vehicles. We're actively investigating and working on solutions to prevent this from happening again. We apologize for those who were impacted. So, yeah, they they fully, you know, apologize for this whole thing. But, yeah. So you have it's it's good to see that you know they're testing it in a city where it's really really a good idea to test such a such an idea. So you have that side of robo taxis where they're causing problems, but then you have another side of robo taxis. People are finding that uh, maybe they want to do something more than just sit in the car, you know, because you know the phone, you know, you can only scroll through TikToks or your Twitter feed or Instagram for so long before you know maybe you turn to your partner and you get some ideas about what you want to do inside of a taxi where there's no driver, there's no one in front, there's no one to stop you, there's no one to say anything. That's right. If if you're confused. What I what I'm leading to, yes, people are having sex in the back of robo taxis. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. Uh, so we have uh, a woman here by the name of Megan. She's in her twenties, and she took her first robo taxi ride on a late night excursion. It was also her first time having sex in a driverless vehicle. Uh, of course, the actual publication is not providing you know, exact dates of the rider's, you know, stuff to protect privacy, but has verified that the rides took place through documentations. Names have been changed, of course, because, you know, privacy concerns. Uh, but according to Megan, we just got in the taxi and just got straight to making out. Uh, she got into the taxi wearing nothing but a robe, and one thing led to another, and uh, he made sure that I was taken care of, if you will. I was like, I have no underwear on, and I'm ready to go in this kimono. And I was using uh, slippers that were like five sizes too big. Her accomplice, a man in his 30s that the uh, publication is going to call Alex. Alex has apparently performed acts inside of robo-taxis at least six times. From impromptu makeouts to just full-on inside of the taxi. Now, the best part about this is, judging by the photos, the actual like cruise taxis also have slightly tinted windows on them. You know, like, enough to where in the backseat it's slightly harder to see. You could still obviously make out silhouettes, but still. Now, uh, of course, the person... Uh, the, the funny thing about this, though, is... So, the dude was asked, uh, you know... I, I mean, I mean, there's no one to tell you you can't do that. It gets to the point where you're more and more comfortable when you're with someone like a serious partner, and it can just escalate to other activities. The uh, publication spoke to four separate other car riders who said they've also hooked up inside of the driverless vehicles in San Francisco, uh, and they've provided full-on rider seats of such a uh, such a case. I mean, this isn't the first time you know people have been having sex in like driverless cars. I mean, everybody probably remembers. Back 
like what six years ago when like the first self-driving like betas were coming out for like teslas and you know like people were doing it inside their like while driving their tesla cars so I mean, this this wouldn't mean the first time but yes so full-on like people uh uh on what on what the whole thing is so funny thing is you, you get down a little bit more and it says the actual rules for riding in robo taxis okay i i, I we, we both are just we got to be both curious here because this is just hilarious of what exactly what exactly is just what what are you supposed to do inside of their car um when asked, both Cruz and Waymo sidestepped, commenting directly on what is or isn't allowed in their cars. Uh, Megan and Alex, on the other hand, knew what they were up to, who wasn't exactly in the terms and conditions. Uh, was it the most comfortable thing? Was the most ideal? Probably not. But the fact that they were out and about in public, the whole taboo of being kind of wrong made it fun and exciting. Cruz, for example, pleads riders to uh, not do anything uh, in them that could potentially make others uncomfortable and to avoid activity that would be classified as threatening, confrontational, discriminatory, harassing, disrespectful, offensive, or inappropriate towards others according to its terms of service. So, I, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, it seems to be that, uh, I, I mean, it doesn't seem to be, you know, exactly, uh, exactly the you know worst thing of her but uh yeah so i mean just just interesting to see you know san francisco robo taxis doing it in the back of them i, I guess that this is this is what happens you know in san francisco you know you can't really feel safe there so you take a robo taxi instead truly san francisco a truly wonderful place well what a what a wonderful place well, taking you international for, for a bit of a quick story here. So, you know, here in America, we talk about defending democracy all the time. And around the world, we talk about defending democracy as well. And, you know, some people might ask, you know, how do you defend democracy? Well, Germany has the solution. How do you how do you protect democracy? You ban an entire party. That's right. You ban an entire party. Germany, a complete and totally, truly, true, de true democracy, is debating on whether to ban far-right alternative uh, for Germany, or the AFD, as the party is surging in the polls. That's right. As a party is surging in the polls, what better way to get rid of all of those people and to not at all make them angry and maybe start like a new party is, of course, to, you know, ban the party because that always has made sense. That's always, that's always what made, uh, what that's, that's of course, of course. Now, of course, I'm not going to speak to the actual criticisms of this party, but the idea of banning any party really is just, no, don't don't do that. Like, I would never go up to people and be like, you know what we should do to truly improve our democracy? We should just ban the Democratic Party. 
you know, like we should just ban the Democrats from even having a stage, having a platform, you know, having any way to truly feel represented in, in the uh, in the country's government. We should just we should just ban them. You know, we should just full on ban them. And if they even try, just completely arrest them. You know, like that's no like that. That just does not in any way seem right. It doesn't in any way seem at all like a good idea. No, it, no, don't don't start banning a party because you don't fully agree or believe that they're the most extreme of the extremes. Don't start banning parties, okay, Germany? Come on, come on. Democracies die in darkness when you do such a thing. Come on, don't you know about that? Gosh, man, Germany truly, uh, truly, uh, you know, truly needs to improve on uh, on their uh, on on their democracy. Finally, I, I I seen this this morning, and I just I couldn't help but laughing because after it I think we now need more, you know I I think, I, I think we now need more and you know I I think just just because just because of her I think we need more of them, you know like I I think uh, as president we should just start giving them out for free you know this would be the one government program. Uh, you just, you go to a website and you just say, I need a flag. And then you select like the size and, and then they just ship you one through like the United States postal service, like a flag uh, so that every American can just display the American flag just everywhere. Uh, here she is. I'm just going to say it. There are too many American flags, like they're on houses, they're on cars, saw them on couch cushions. Like, I don't know who's making these American flags, but they'd be making a bloody fortune. And like, you're the only country that I know that does this. Like, the only time I think I've ever seen an Australian flag is like on the Harbour Bridge. Could not tell you what it looks like. Like, I know it's like blue and it's got some stars on it. But I, I think I could draw the American flag from memory. Like, I think I could make a bloody sculpture out of it. That's how many times I've seen it. It's enough. Let's pull back on it, okay? Let's stay humble. So, for, first of all, I would, I would, I would just, I would just like to say at, at the very end there, by the way, I, I would just like to say, all, like the first thought I had when watching it the first time is it, just the Jack Sparrow thing of just talking about how much she just hates this but it's like oh but you've like you've heard of me like the american flag is just staring there like oh but like you you've heard of me though like you've you've heard of me like you can like you know who i am <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's that's the point because we're super we're super patriotic like we're we're, we're you know pretty patriotic country in, in which, you know, it, it's why you hear, you know, in, like, our Congress and stuff, like, U.S., like, all the time, like, from different stuff. Like, this is not, like, I, I now, like, I'm fully in, I, like, you know what? I don't think there's enough. I, th I think we need more. You know, I, I think we need even more. You know, we just need them everywhere. Just to, just to make everyone angrier. Just put them everywhere and the idea is so funny it's like i don't even know i love how she goes i don't even know what the australian flag looks like because i've never really like i've only ever seen it like up on this like bridge and i go that's sad you don't even know what your own country's flag looks like like what what you you don't i it, wh why not 
you you should really learn what your actual country's flag like looks like because that you know you just not like does there no pride in being like aussie or anything like is it just like oh i'm aussie whatever like is that is that how you guys think that's kind of depressing and sad and you know be proud of where you're from man you know just be you know be be proud of of where uh uh, be be proud of where you come from. Uh, G Governor Greg Abbott did respond, by the way, to this, and, and gave a very good idea, uh, to just go back to Australia. And that is a great suggestion. If you don't want to see American flags, just go back to Australia and don't ever tune in to like cable news because your guys' country has nothing going on, so they just cover American news anyway. So truly, uh, I think, I think that's best. If you just do that, you don't have to see the American flag anymore. Or at least not as much. So, uh, yeah. I, I think I think she'll be good. So, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's not enough. I think we need more. I think we need more American flags now. Uh, of course. Uh, just, we need to put them everywhere. You know, just start, start making, like, hats. Putting them all over, like, hats. Um, just putting American flags just on everything. You know, everyone starts just walking around in, like, the American flag, like, shorts and, like, pants and shit, and it's, like, an American flag-style, like, shirt and stuff. Just American flags, all the things. Like, American flags, uh, sunglasses, where, like, the sunglass, like, frames are red, white, and blue on them. You know, just, just fucking everywhere. Let's just put the thing everywhere. So, uh, so that truly everywhere this woman looks, there is just nothing but American flags. Well, anyway, that is going to do it for me here on the Political Panda program. Hope you all have a good rest of your day. Of course, if you want to check out all the articles or if you'd like to help out the people out in Maui, links are all down below. I will see you all tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the show and have a good rest of your day.